Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well, staying safe wherever you are. Okay, Andy, so this should be fun. I don't know if this is going to be like an episode of, of Tiki Taka, of First Take, where we have differing opinions and we go back and forth we try not to shout but inevitably we find ourselves standing so strong in our position that we end up shouting screaming and becoming nonsensical and or maniacal so in the interest of wanting to avoid that we will take this calmly slowly although i don't know if this will be very concrete as far as like substantive answers go because i don't really have any Andy, I'm sure you're still pretty confused and out of answers at this point as to what we witnessed yesterday. But I want to start off by saying this. So I posted yesterday Paolo Fonseca's record against the big sides. I don't know if I necessarily want to go through it because it seems like it's beating a dead horse at this point. Everybody knows what it is. But despite his record in the big matches, I don't think that he should be sacked. I don't think that... It would be the prudent thing to do. I don't think it would be the smart thing to do. I don't think the timing is right. I think there's a lack of valid alternatives. As much as I would love Allegri, I don't necessarily know if he would come at this very moment. And given everything that is going on around the club, you have a new sporting or a new general director coming in in two weeks arriving. You have new ownership. You have a lot of things going on both on and off the pitch. So... Bearing everything in mind, I, I don't think sacking Paolo Fonseca is the right thing to do at this moment. However, after having watched yesterday, Andy, regardless of where you fall on this argument of how much responsibility must Fonseca bear for what we saw yesterday and for the results or lack thereof in these big matches, I would think everybody could unilaterally agree that no matter where or which side of the argument you fall upon, I do think there are some very valid, I think there are some very concerning, I think there are some very questionable things and decisions that he does during these big matches that really leave you confused. And my biggest issue, I guess, at the end of the day is Yes, there are individual mistakes and errors in each of these matches that you can pick apart when you analyze them match by match. However, for me, I just think that he is not learning from these big matches and implementing them into the next one because he continues with this very negative approach at times. He's too slow to make tactical changes. He's too slow to make necessary substitutions. The fact that he didn't put VR on sooner to me, is still beyond baffling. I, to this moment, I can't understand what he was thinking. So, like we saw against Juve, like we saw against Napoli last season with Sevilla, Atalanta, my biggest issue is that he doesn't seem to be learning from these big matches, and that is the most concerning thing. To repeat, whether you fall on yesterday was Fonseca's fault or it's not his fault, I would think most could agree that he has some issues here, and, and they're worth addressing. And you can be on that side of the argument without wanting to see him sacked. It's amazing how that works, how two things can be true at the same time. But I don't think it's unfair 
to be wanting some answers from him about why he can't get results in these big matches. That doesn't seem to be this unfair request. Uh, listen, uh, for in the, in that particular aspect, obviously the the one thing that that should have been done yesterday was to to play VR in the second half. Perhaps oh, that made me so angry. You know, oh. perhaps perhaps take off Pedro for VR, and then that's why that's that's when you add. Uh, an extra midfielder. You have Pellegrini moving up a little bit further, but still, you uh, Roma were getting overrun, and in that case, it seems at least from my couch that the logical thing to do is to 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 add an extra midfielder, and especially uh, someone like VR who's really in a in a positive moment. Um, you know, in Italy we say palleggiatore. You need the palleggiatore. You see, somebody yes. who can really keep the ball at his feet because uh, with Atalanta, it's the main problem with a team like Atalanta. And usually, with with most uh, in these mo- most most big matches that Roma has played so far, the one thing that is make makes all the difference um, is that Roma seem to uh, not be able to get out of their own uh, half. They they, mm, yes. they they are just so um reliant on 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 just launching the ball to Jeko and uh and Jeko can be effective and sometimes he can be the very opposite of that uh and and and, and but at the same time Roma just keep launching him the ball and that's why you give away possession you let them come at you and and you never are truly able to to build something from the back and and that's why you needed an extra midfielder i understand like i i totally agree in an aspect that that's a change that should have happened um still trying to figure out why it didn't happen the only thing i can i can think of is that uh, fonseca um wants to at all costs to to have his uh more experienced players uh help the team come out of, of a slump. And so far, we haven't seen that. We actually saw the very opposite of that again um, against Milan. Uh, sorry, against Napoli. Who were the the, 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 the the most disappointing players? Pedro, Dzeko, and Mkhitaryan. And, and it seems like time and time again, even last year, um, the, 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 it, that's what is, to me, more alarming than... Than Fonseca, uh, Fonseca's record, because I will get to that later. What it means, what the implications are. But to me, the main problem and the main sort of uh, alarm bell uh, is that in these big matches, the first ones to lit- to 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 switch off mentally, um, to to really just give up, flat out give up, and and really not be of any of any sort of uh, assistance of any just. Uh, you would expect them to, but they just do it the opposite. Is that the experienced players, the experienced players, and our supposedly best ones? Uh, in this game, you have a, a, a glaring mistake made by Vertu, who's uh, among uh, one of our best players. Uh, Pedro, uh, Mikitarian, Jeko, again, just not good enough in in getting the team out. Uh, the first ones to switch off and. Once Spinazzola was off, you knew it was over. And um, that's probably the most deflating aspect of these games is that you have guys who who go into these games and you would expect them to go into these games with the right mentality, with uh, the right 
guidance for for the younger players because I understand. Listen, it's okay for somebody like Ibanez to make a mistake in games like these. You know, right. it's it's more than okay. And if if VR would have gone on there and and would have played like crap, it's understandable to me. What I don't like about this team, and it's this is not a, a thing about Fonseca's team because this goes back to uh, Di Francesco's Roma where the components of that team in form of Nainggolan, Strootman, um, all, all those guys that were supposed to be the the ones, Manolas, they would be the ones, the first ones to switch off mentally. And that that's the one thing that really uh, strikes me when it comes to these big games. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Yeah, and listen, we're going to discuss Fonseca at length, the record, but because again, I I think a lot of what when I tweeted when I tweeted out his record against the big sides, I think a lot of people incorrectly implied that that means that I want him sacked. No, I don't want Fonseca sacked, but I do want some answers, and I do want to understand why we continue to see sort of this negative approach. Andy, the thing with VR, really really confused me and I have to tell you it even angered me a bit only because did we listen to the same pre-match press conference where this guy said VR is probably going to play and likely to start so how do we go from that to him not appearing uh, until very 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 late in the match for me Pellegrini and Veritu are much too uh, in a match like this where we know how Atalanta play, Andy. They they, they, they play you man-to-man. Um, they try and press you to death. They try and uh, press you into making mistakes, which they ultimately did with Veritu. I think VR is the exact type of profile that this sort of match beckons for. If there was ever a type of match that fits VR's qualities, my gosh, you would think this one is... Uh, like tailor fitted to him, like a suit. I can't understand that. I, I, I really, really can't. And given how bad Pedro was, and given how good Pellegrini was playing in Pedro's position over the past two matches, I don't know how you can make that change. And even if you do make that change, and you see it's not working, how you don't alter things quicker. And for me, that is sort of the biggest like wow this is how does he not see this when everybody else can that that is the part that is truly concerning to me but big record aside how does your manager not recognize these sort of things as the match is ongoing I I can't explain it that that is terrifying to me I I agree to to an extent I do agree because um you know I I guess what the the thing is that um a lot of times, you know, we say, oh, the substitutions, the substitutions. But more often than not, uh, Roma and Fonseca, uh, you know, he looks at the bench. There aren't really any substitutions that you can make in a match like this um, against this type of opponent. 
yesterday you had that substitutions and it should have been VR um, because I think that would have been sort of the the one substitution that breaks the, the game wide open. Um, same as when you you played uh, uh, Genoa and you made that unexpected substitution of getting uh, Borja Mayralov and, and letting uh, Mkhitaryan play as a false nine. That that was the the one thing that broke the game wide open, and um, and here it, it was that case. It just I think that uh, this is a, a a game that is sort of you know one of the many that reflect and uh, reflect an amalgamation of 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 this of the of this team's limitations. And I think that what my problem is with a lot of the criticism that has resurfaced um, in the last few hours is that. And I want to make this clear. It's not an attack on anybody. It's not an attack on John that, you know, when, when he posts about the track record, it's it's just a, sort of a reminder. This Roma team is, is not the Roma team that, you know, used to battle it out with anybody and that was considered a top team. This Roma team plays in the Europa League for a reason. This Roma team uh, is has has been, you know, on a trajectory since the 2018 summer that saw this team go from being a Scudetto contender to being below Napoli and then being below to Inter, um, Napoli. In this case, now Napoli is having a, a very similar trajectory. Um, Napoli are, are trying to figure out what their ambitions are. Just like Roma, I think that we have to come to the realization that Roma is not a top team anymore. It hasn't been for for I think uh, three years. Three years, yeah, that would be a pretty good uh, estimation. Uh, three years, and so uh, to me, the the track record means something to an extent. And obviously, that that's the point that I keep coming back to. If you want top four, you're going to have to learn to win these games but these games need to be learned to win you know th- these are not games that you automatically should consider yourself um winning them i saw a lot of a lot of people in our patron group chat that were super optimistic and i'm very glad you know the there were people that you know were were predicting a, a roma victory of 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 3 to nothing of 3 to 1 um 2 to nothing 4 to nothing the the truth is that this Roma team has has really lost a lot in the recent years, especially in the last years of of, of Palota's ownership. Um, a lot of bad decisions were made, and Roma took many many steps back. We just realize it now that we're looking up at this table and we're seeing you the Juves, the Inters, um, then obviously Atalanta, and now Milan. Um, being being much better than we are and i think it's something that we have come we have to to accept we have to realize and obviously we have to demand more uh because you know these defeats are are not acceptable but to me when you're losing against napoli four to nothing when you're losing to atalanta the way we did um four to one after you know being in control of the game and and uh, at least not in control but winning the game one to nothing and then having that opposing team come back and score four goals on you that's that's not a sign that you know the coach is wrong or that player is is crap 
or or this player is crap. It's not a matter of, oh, Fonseca made the wrong decision. That's why we lost 4-1. Or Jacob played like shit. That's why we lost 4-1. This is... This is reflects a, 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 a bigger issue. This is there is there is more responsibles for for this for this result, and um, and it's something that we will have to unfortunately learn again how to win these games. I guess that for now it's a uh, it, it can be argued that it is a success to to keep consistently winning winning against smaller sides because that's always helpful. I know that John that's something that you have always an issue with. You always have that saying that in March or May or or April you come back and you you look at, you know, the points lost against the Kievos, the the Veronas, the uh the Genoas, the the, the Carpi, whatever, um and you regret those those are points that you're regretting and I think those are the points that for now our 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 biggest ambition um and and this roma team will have to do a lot of work to to go back to winning these types of matches where it's not only about the result it's about the the mental aspect of it can you sustain 90 minutes against atalanta or against juve can you take advantage of when you are in control of the game um can can you you know really put the foot on the gas and and really just go and win that game uh for now the answers are not there so it's it's so i guess it's okay it's part of the learning process and it's going to be subject to major criticism here's the thing with fonseca's big record again i i, I think each individual match you have to analyze in and of itself and while yes there are individual errors in these matches there are clear mistakes there are things that you just cannot explain i do think when you look at it from a bigger picture standpoint there are concerns now we can get to all of those in a minute what you just mentioned about the points thing and where we are i guess in the hierarchy of the city where truly is this roma and i keep going back to this we all somewhat expected a bit of a transitional year, right? New ownership, new directors, new new everything, okay? Th- this year was, at least to a certain degree, this year was one of transition. There's going to be changes on the pitch, off the pitch, and that would come with some bumps along the way. I think we'd just as a baseline. I think every fan well, we supporter, no matter, that. didn't we say when we were predicted yes, where Roma yes. would end up? We both said fifth or sixth. That's that was the prediction. Yes. Yeah, so we, yeah, I think I predicted fifth, and I think you might have predicted sixth, or maybe you said fifth too. But anyway, my issue is it's one thing for the supporters, the media, to have their set of expectations, but when you have the club itself telling you. Press conference after press conference, day after day, you have Pedro talking about Scudetto, for God's sakes, okay? You know, they're the ones who ultimately set the expectations. If they had come out, okay, if if you had if you had Dan and Ryan Friedkin, if they had come out and said, listen, we have just acquired the team. We realize that there is a lot of work to be done from a financial standpoint, on the pitch, and a number of other areas off the pitch. Be patient with us. This is going to be a rocky and difficult road, but stick with us. We have a long-term vision in place, but for this season, it might be a bit difficult. That's I would probably feel infinitely better than I do right now. 
But anyway, my biggest issue is when you have guys like Pedro talking about the Scudetto, when you have uh, Ibanez uh, the day before the match. Now he's young, so I'm you know I'm going to give him a pass on this. Okay, I, I don't want to. I, I'm not going to hold this against him. Um, you know, he's talking about the expectations, and he said, "Well, Champions League, I don't see why we should limit." ourselves so I guess my real issue is if we have our set of expectations but then you have the club not, not only um, setting an expectation that far exceeds yours when you have a guy like Pedro talking about the Scudetto that gets you somewhat excited particularly when it's juxtaposed to some of the performances that they have had in these matches against a smaller size where they do incredibly well and then you know, he goes out on the pitch and has a performance like the one of yesterday. That is sort of where my frustration comes from. It's not it's not us talking about Champions League or Scudetto. It's, it's Fonseca. It's the but, players. Yeah. At the same time, you're touching upon something that I remember Raja in, in, the, in the last season of, of Spalletti who kept talking about Scudetto. And then obviously when the moment came... Uh, Roma deflated and, and, and Juve went on to win what was it like their seventh or eighth um, so I think that's it, it's not a it's that's not a symptom of, of this Roma it's a symptom of of all Romas no? yeah I mean Garcia still has that tweet up where he says after Roma lose to Juve I fully I expect understood. us now to win yes. the Scudetto yes. I mean yes. come on yes. so th th okay listen this is not something new okay I, I, I understand that I do but at some point, though, and I guess this is me reverting back to Fonseca's record. That okay? That we're beating the smaller sides. That's great. I, you know, uh, I, I guess my biggest issue is someone was telling me I was going back and forth. It was a very, very polite conversation. This isn't me criticizing him. He, he was a very nice guy. We we were going back on back and forth on Twitter, and he was saying, "Well, Roma is a side that." typically loses to these big sides why are you surprised and I I sort of scratched my head and I said well all of the heartbreak that Roma has caused me at least from a league standpoint uh it, it has typically come against Juve it's come against sides like Livorno Sampdoria so I don't know if I necessarily agree with that that Roma have been a side historically that ship these big matches now I'm sure if if I actually went back to look at the data I'm sure at least to a certain degree, that that does have some merit to it. But, Andy, I think my biggest issue with Roma has always been the inability to beat the smaller sides. And this season, at least, they are doing that. But I guess my thing is, okay, we have our, our set of expectations. We think this is going to be your transition. That's fine. But if you have the manager who is consistently saying, Champions League, Champions League, Champions League, Champions League, Champions League, top four, top four, top four. And then you have guys like Pedro saying, oh, by the way, maybe Scudetto too. I, I know that people are saying, well, okay, uh, Roma at the moment to learn to win these sort of matches. These, you know, Atalanta, Napoli, they've been, uh, Juve, they've been better than Roma for a, for a while now, for the last few years. And they right. just have to learn these matches. But my, my thing is, okay, that's fine. If, if that's the road we want to take, okay. But uh, I'm sorry. Uh, with the way Milan is sort of breaking the mold of that this year, I, I can't buy that, okay? Milan and Pioli, they're finding ways to get results with 
a, a, a like a 17 year old French right back playing at central defender. I, I'm sorry, I I can't I can't just dismiss these results against the top four sides. And, and I'm sorry. Yes, I understand Atalanta have been better than Roma over the last couple of years, but as far as resources go, it's it's not even close. Okay, it's not even remotely close. So at some point. You just have to say, you know what? You're the bigger club. You're better. You have better players. Go out and act like it. And that's why I can't help but think a lot of this has to do with more mental and the manager's sort of character and mental approach to these big matches than talent, to be honest with you. Do, do you believe that if you changed managers, you would obtain better results with this team? Uh, who is the manager? If it, I mean, if it was somebody like Allegri. That's my question. Do you think that you get better results with the only probably name that has come up and, and everybody buys into that name, even though the chances of that getting that name are... Spalletti, yeah? No, Allegri. I would say Allegri. That's... I think Spalletti would get a lot more out of this team, if I'm honest with you. I well, do. It... Maybe, John, but the the thing is that, uh, what, uh, Fonseca, what, costs you 2.5, Spalletti would cost you, what, 5, five million? That's yeah, the, yeah. That's, that's always going to be... Dead currently. E- exactly. That's always the difference. That's Yesterday I saw an Napoli fan who was saying something very, very similar to that, that... Uh, they they were saying he was saying like yeah it's it's a it's one thing to to be to to be playing with somebody like Petania and uh, and somebody like Cavani Cavani takes what ten million a year Petania gets one point five million a year that's that's all there is to it and I think that um, this Fonseca and remember last year at this point we had thirty five points yes and it. It was exceeding our expectations by a mile. Then, obviously, there was the big drop-off. But that's when we were, you know, it was, we were going sky high, it seemed like. Like, it was, and and I think this team is, again, it, I, I don't believe that anybody else could really come in now and change the, the, the for the better, the way this team plays. I'm sorry, I, I, uh, to me, there is, there is yes, there is the the good that we've seen going forward on the counter with Mkhitaryan really being a huge contributor to this team. Um, a lot, a lot of positives in the midfield as well with the emergence of VR. But that's about it. That's that's where it ends. I mean, the defense, big positive, but it's it's where it ends. There are there are things that this team can do. There are things this team really cannot do. And when you say to me that uh, this Roma team has bigger resources than Atalanta, that may, that may be the case for sure. But Atalanta have built themselves a reputation over the last years of being a team really, really, really hard to beat. Um, maybe the, the wheels are coming off this year. You know, we've seen them struggle a bit more than, than usual. But uh, it's, it's it just... I don't think that this, when you say this is a transition year, I, I actually, I don't think that this this is the only transition year. Last year was a transition year. This year is going to be transition year. And I believe that even next year will be a transition year. But the point remains that at least, listen, if, if, if it comforts somebody, um, by the end of this season, uh, Fonseca, you know, his contract ends, there, there is an option. But this that's when you you draw your conclusions. Uh, you you will see how this team performs in the second half of the season. Hopefully, 
hopefully um they they learn to from these from these matches because it's about time but at the same time and i just can't bring myself um to expect more from a team that i really didn't expect so much from but can't we at least admit that Fonseca has some extremely clear blind spots and faults in these big matches? Because I, I, I cannot accept that he is not learning anything from these matches. And that's the part yesterday with a number of supporters that really, really baffled me, or at least the ones that didn't want to give a lot of the blame to Fonseca. It's obviously it's it's uh, he's up for criticism in these big matches because um when you when you when you look so helpless it's it's always going to go back to the man who uh, instructs the team on how to play um there are there are glaring moments where where in these big big matches roma were just a non factor um the sevilla game recently the napoli game and and yesterday in that second half where you you really parked the bus you gave up and you just hope for the best um and that's something that is definitely subject for criticism and and deservedly so. I I I think what I'm I'm trying to say is also that we cannot um, just dismiss whatever work he has done because when we come on here all happy and cheerful about a victory against uh, Bologna or Torino and we discuss the way Roma played. Um, and how excited that made made us feel. That's that's Fonseca's uh, work in in terms of he's working on that aspect on developing. And last year, I remember you were saying uh, on certain episodes you would say, "Yeah, but what is what does he want from this team? You know, how is this? You know, what is the style of play of this team?" And this year, we are finding out there is progress that has been made. Um, what I'm trying to say is that I am all for the criticism and i think that this is a moment where you can say because i said it the test is on against atalanta and now the test will be on whatever big match we have up next i, be, I believe it's it's inter and and then uh, lazio um in january that's those are the uh, other big tests and i said if you know if i'm i'm still not a believer somebody in the our patron group chat said hey I guess this match really didn't make a believer out of Andy, and that's that's still the case. But I'm I that to me there is a difference between that and saying you know there is there is no improvement in this team. I think this team uh, is is doing some things very right, and there and again it has major major limitations. But at the end of the day, it's all part of a process, and as much as we like to see this team win. I don't think it, it's happening anytime soon. Um, it's it's something that we will have to learn, uh, and and obviously it's it's going to be uh, this is going to be a big season for a lot of people. I mean, it's it's going to be a big season for Jeko because this is going to be Jeko's final year at Roma. I just can't picture him coming back for another one. Um, uh, Fonseca, you know, it's th- that's going to be a big question mark as to. Do we keep him? Do we do we move on from him? Can we find somebody that can do better than him for the same kind of money with the same type of team? It's it's a lot of questions. Um, but again, at the end of the day, these are matches that you learn uh, to to win. You need to learn how to win these games. I don't want Fonseca to be sacked. Just to be clear, I, I do think he has shown enough 
it just seems like it's the same defeatist, negative approach. Right. And when you look at the players, Andy, I guess that is also sort of where I scratch my head. How is it that the biggest guys, as you mentioned, that you would think you could count on for these matches? I mean, Andy, they melt. We're, we're not talking... You know, we're not talking, oh, you know, Jekyll misses a goal here or there, like he did against Juve, right? If if Jekyll hits that wide-open goal against Juve earlier this season, we probably don't even talk about that match nearly as much as we do. It's baffling because it is so consistent, so consistent, where right. you have your best players, regardless of age, regardless of age, they just melt in these big matches, and... Okay, we can blame them individually. Are they weak from a character, from a mental standpoint? I just, at some point, at some point. Can, can I can I just add that there is something else that this team, that Fonseca has a hand in. And, and that's also, that also plays into the mental aspect, which is, again, for me, a big head scratcher in ter- positive terms. Every time this team has played like shit, every time this team has played the big game like shit, uh, Sevilla, uh, the Napoli game more recently, what did they do? They came back and and they played great, obviously against lesser opposition, but that's already something that I don't think we we saw last season or before Fonseca where this team, you know, would lose a big game and then just go completely just just die um in the following games no matter what the opposition was, they'd get they lose all kinds of confidence. Now they don't do that. Now it's going to be interesting obviously how they go on because the next three games are beatable, are are totally winnable. Um, if that if that keeps happening, but that's that's a mental aspect that is interesting to me. How they've managed to recover from these losses, uh, just you know, just throw them under a rug or out of the window and keep keep on winning against the lesser opposition. So it was interesting when I when I posted that uh, Fonseca's record against the big sides, I. Had... People saying, oh, well, you have to sack him. And I had other people saying, well, there's no way you can sack him. Watching each side play out their side of the argument. And it is, I think there is credence on each side that you can take. I don't think there's any sort of wrong answer in all of this. Because if you take one side or the other, you will absolutely find perfectly valid data points to support your argument. Which is sort of the interesting thing in all of this. That... If you want to say keep Fonseca because he has shown enough to this point, you can find plenty of data to support your argument. Just like if you said, well, we have to sack him because Roma, they're not growing and they're not winning against the big sides. If we have any sort of hope at you know, eventually winning a Scudetto, there's just no way he is the guy for this. You can find plenty of data in that regard too to support your argument. So I guess... Here we are, stuck in the middle of this thing, and I still don't know who is right, who is wrong. I just know that my feelings are I don't want to sack him, but I also want to see some vast improvement in these big matches. Because, Andy, at the end of the day, whether we like it or not, whether you think Roma should finish first, third, or fifth, at the end of the day, regardless of your expectations, I mean, football is fun when your side wins these big matches, okay? So... You know, Zeman, 2012-2013, Roma is shit. I mean, a, a, a shit Roma, they can see 20 goals a match. But then you have Talti, you know, he, he, he hits a screamer that takes Buffon's wig off, and they win. You know, these big matches are fun. 
whether it's fair or unfair, people remember more these big matches than the other ones. I, I guess I didn't like how dismissive so many were of his record against the big sides because I, it, it is important. <laughs> it is. No, it is important. But it's also for me important that as we are recording this, we are sitting fourth. Okay, it's uh, we're sitting fourth. It's it's the end of the month. We are going into the second half of the season, and and that's where the bigger conclusions will be drawn. So there is still time. There are, there are still big opponents to be played against. This is a Roma team that will still have to play against Inter, Lazio, and then all over again. Um, so there is definitely going to be many more of these episodes where we go head to head. Or perhaps, you know, we find one reason to be cheerful about. But at the end of the day, it's not as bad as we think it is. The The key is not to lose um, these next few matches where they allow you to just keep going as the teams above you will probably proceed to um, win their games. Uh, it, that's all you can do for now. And obviously, at the end of the season... You will draw your conclusions. You are, you will make your decisions as to where this Roma needs to to go from uh, from here. That that's that's all we can hope for, really. So to conclude in all of this, which again, this just felt like you and I ranting, and we really didn't offer much. But I guess sometimes that is the only answer because I I don't think we have answers. I don't know what the answers are. I just know me personally, I don't want to see him sacked. And I think doing it now especially would cause so much more unnecessary upheaval that it almost would feel as if, if you ultimately did sack him now, that you would just throw the season away. And as bad as yesterday hurt and the match against... Napoli hurt, the draw against Juve, Milan. You just said it perfectly. At the end of the day, there is still a lot to play for. And even though he does have a really bad record against these big sides, he has so many more opportunities this season to redeem himself. Correct, yes. I think you and I can at least come to the consensus that there is just something different about them in these big matches. There is. It, no, it, of course. Just, yeah. it, 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 it's confusing, but there is. And you want your team to win these games, obviously. And I, God knows how many times I've been, uh, I've been sitting stuck at Heathrow Airport going back home for Christmas, and I would be stuck with the usual Juve Roma at the Juventus Stadium where he, Higuain would score, where Garrison would have a horrible half, where... And it'd be always a disappointment, but at the end of the day, that's what matters, that that you expect your, your team to win. We we are now in a position where we always expect our team to win. Despite this team being in transition, despite this team really rebuilding the whole ownership, uh, it's, a, it's a big, big change. Um, but it's good that we expect them to win. It should be like that. And... As you just said, listen, this year, okay, the the the, for, the record for this year are two draws, Juve, Milan, uh, and two losses, Napoli, Atalanta. Now we have winnable games against Cagliari, Crotone, uh, what else, Sampdoria, uh, something like that. Um, and then it's it's Inter, Lazio, 
and we do it all over again. So plenty of opportunity for this particular team, for Fonseca, really to, to sort of show up. Because, you know, I can defend it all I want to, but yes, at the end of the day, these results matter as well. I know, I think it was either two or three episodes ago where <laughs> this is, we, we talked about like right now is where last season capitulated. Everything fell off of a cliff and it was over. I know that, again, as much as yesterday hurt, from a typical Roma, and where we will learn something, we, we will learn something in these remaining in these remaining matches, or I'm sorry, I should say, um, the, this one against Cagliari, if they allow themselves to lose because they still feel the effects of what happened last night, this is another measuring stick then against Cagliari, right? Yeah, this is if if to me it's it's that it that's the thing. As long as you win consistently these games, as long as you recover and you show me that you know, despite the shit show, we're still on it, we're still trying. Um then I'll be all for Fonseca, I'll be all for the team. The moment the wheels start to come off and I I see that this is just another season like last season and little improvement was made in that department. Obviously, that's when the big criticism from me comes in. Um, but for now, the, the key is to recover, to to show up like you did in previous in previous matches, and and win what is winnable for you. That's that's all you can hope for. For sure, absolutely. So let's leave it there, Andy. We will be back later in the week following Roma's match against Cagliari. Hopefully, they can get back to winning ways. So. I apologize if that did not offer much substantive evidence within our little debate there, but it's a confusing situation. It's a tough place to be in, but there's still plenty of football left. Fonseca will have more chances to right these wrongs that he has had against these big clubs. So let's pull for him. Hopefully he is able to do it. Again, we'll be back in just a few days following the match against Cagliari. Talk to you then. Ciao. Ciao.